The Dad presents episode 18. I hate to break it to you, but I'm black. It all starts right now. I mean, all right, so let's go get some white people. Hello and welcome to the Dad Presents episode number 18. Moving right along to number 18, folks. Bringing you parenting advice at its finest. I am B. I'm joined here as always by Jay Maddie. What's up, B? Everything is good, and you know where's our where's our sidekick, the dog. <laughs> the question of every show is where is dog? Yeah. Dog is running late, and hopefully blesses us with his presence. Of course, we cannot uh, really vouch for what kind of condition he's going to be in when he gets here. But you know, you you live life, you know, by the seat of your pants. He like, does, like dog does, and those are very big pants, ladies and gentlemen. So we're waiting for dog, but we'll just jump on into our usual type show. Um, had a lot of activity last week. We put out two shows last week. Aisha Deal was a really big crowd pleaser with a lot of folks. Thanks for chiming in. And of course, Scott Blasey. We let Maddie step out on his own and break from the group like John Lennon and without a yoke. Exactly yeah. like John Lennon. <laughs> you guys are Yoko. I'm John Lennon. <laughs> and solid, I hate complimenting you at all, but solid interview. Thanks, Solid, man. solid interview. Thanks, man. And you know, and this goes way back from, you know, all our great guests. Uh, you've been, like, point on on a lot of these interviews. So, Oh, sweetie pie. Well, you know, I got I to gotta say what I got to say. And the people need to know that when you come to The Dad Presents, that's the kind of quality programming you get every day. I'm just saying. So, anything else going on in uh, Casa de Maddie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a good weekend. We went... Hold on there. We went to see the uh, greatest show on earth yesterday, the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, good. And uh, had a had an interesting parenting moment at it when, um, you know, you, we go in and it, it was for my six year old. He's huge into basketball now, so he wanted to go to a game. So I'm instructing them in the appropriate cheers and everything. Mm-hmm. And I told him when 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 they're shooting foul shots, you got to scream really loud to <laughs> distract them so they miss them. Yeah. I guess I didn't specify for which team you do that for because when the Clippers got to the foul line, you know, the, the whole stadium's silent because yeah. you want your guy to make the shot. Sure. My six-year-old stands up, and what he went with for a distraction was, at the top of his lungs, in front of 20,000 Clipper fans, he yells, penis breath! <laughs> and it was like one of those 80s movies, cheesy 80 movies, yeah. you know, when, when somebody's, you know, in an auditorium, and they fart, and the whole stadium, or the whole auditorium turns and looks. It was... Mm-hmm. I had like 20,000 people looking at me like, what kind of shitty parent is this guy? So that was something. But the Clippers won. We had a great time. Everything's good. Again, the six-year-old is just, I'm just going to go ahead. He's my favorite out of everybody. Even my own kid sometimes. But (laughs) but that sounds amusing. Um, The fact that he went with penis breath, I I was pretty proud of him. From the mouths of babes, (laughs) penis breath. Um, Speaking of sports, (laughs) we'll just keep right there. You know, you find, you try to find your top your best your middle and your bottom like what is your middle bottom top how your best your worst i'm a top you are a top i, I you know never mind but you know you're what we like to call a power bottom no i'm i'm way up top okay okay what are you talking about 
Uh, well, you're trying to figure out how bad a person you are. Like, oh. you, you want to find out how good you are, how middle, how, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got a real good look at my bottom. I mean, sorry, that sounded bad. <laughs> but I got a real good okay. look at how low I could go. Yeah. I'm, of course, talking on the phone with friends. We're tweeting or texting back and forth. And there's this young lady. And, you know, I think she's wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and just put the disclaimers out there right away. Caitlin Ohashi. Have you heard about nope. Caitlin? Okay. Internet sensation, UCLA gymnast, out of control. I, I mean, just nails it, flips and backflips, landing, all this other stuff. Caitlin is very talented as a gymnast. But there is You a, harassed her, didn't you? We were thinking about it. Um, because she's local at UCLA, and she had a meet, whatever. Four, or sorry, it would be four of us. Me and three other guys I know. We're actually thinking, contemplating, going to a UCLA gym meet, female. Be to careful. Go, <laughs> to go and watch this girl perform. Because she has... If, and I'll, go, I want you to think go, about what you're going to say I'm, next. I'm easing in there. She has attributes, and that's what I'm going to say. Guys, look her up on um, beautiful girl, very talented. Let me stress that first. What but, is this girl, 18? No, she's, we checked. Trust me, we checked. She's 21, okay? So, you know, okay. It's, it's not great. The thoughts of B do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the thoughts of this program. She's 21. And so we were trying to figure out the three of us, which would actually be the four of us, Try to figure out how to get into UCLA and watch this gymnast without arousing any suspicion. Because we figured that it would last really like two questions. Like someone would come up and be like, oh, is your kid performing? Is your daughter performing? We'd be like, no. Like, okay, did you go to UCLA? Uh, no. And then they'd probably call the police. Because it'd be four grown-ass men sitting salivating over you, You'd Caitlin be O'Hoshi. fine, but that's yeah. not really the point. You need hobbies. I've we been, do. I've been telling you this. Yeah. You, you need do. some hobbies, man. It's you bad. got too much free time. Things got dark really quick. We should... you, you get in the most trouble in life when you have too much free time. There's, there's a saying that my grandma used to say, all grandmas yeah. say, something about the, the devil and idol time or, you know. Yeah. You know what it is. No, your but grandma was true. right. Yeah. She was right because things got dark really quick. We were trying to figure out how we would look, how that whole... It wouldn't look good. Not a good look, but... The fact that we were thinking about it shows you our bottom. That's our bottom right there. Look no, at, you, you can go lower. You think so? Yeah. Well, we'll, All right, let's we'll get see on. by the end of the show. Anyway, our favorite part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, always is parenting questions. Jay Maddie blesses us with that every show. What do you got for us this time, Jay? Okay, I got a couple, couple questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one comes in from Jeb. I picked it just because of the name. I, I didn't know there was you more got, than one Jeb out there. But you got to love a Jeb. Jeb. You got to love a Jeb. Okay, so Jeb says, my child is 14. Mm-hmm. And he no longer wants to go to church with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Going to church is a big family tradition. We go to dinner together afterwards. It's more than just God. It's family time. Mm-hmm. How do I handle this? Man. Okay. And this is coming from someone, and we're both Catholics in this room. Grew so, up Catholic. Grew up Catholic. I wouldn't say I'm That's, Catholic. Uh, yeah. Correction. So the thing about the Catholic faith is you get church pushed in your face from basically the time mm-hmm. you're baptized yep. till later on in life. And that means when you go to Catholic school, you're going to church once a week, and then the you know the uh, the pastors and the um, then the you nuns. got CCD before CCD, church, correct? Then you, then you get a little older, you got youth group, and right. you got to be an altar boy. It's it's a whole lifestyle, right? Yeah, and so I mean, he doesn't say he's Catholic. No, no. But Someone this, named Jeb. It's probably like Southern Baptist. I would imagine so, Jeb. No offense, Jeb. And we love you, Jeb. There's no 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 love lost here, but. What I'm saying is, is that in any religion, when you are sort Maybe of Mormon, Jeb could be a Mormon. He could be a Mormon. Yeah, and bless Stop the Mormon judging. people. You Jesus. were coming out with the different religions. I'm All trying right. to give Jeb some advice. Go on, give him advice. Me and my partner, Jeb. Anyway, so when you're 
basically forced into this religion thing every day and it becomes part of who you are really on a day-to-day basis. What Jay Maddie did, and I know what I did, is once we became of age, we pushed it the hell away from us as far as we could push it. <laughs> so really what you're dealing with, Jeb, is either her or is it a girl or a young Says, lady? Doesn't say, my 14-year-old. Yeah, 14-year-old. Girl or boy is either going to push this away now or she's, he or she is going to push it away later. I think it's best to kind of begin the process now to where if you think there, because I'm not going to down talk religion. I think there's great discipline factors. I think there's great spiritual stuff there if you need it. I think there's a bunch of great things in terms of morality and all that other stuff that you can find in religion if that's what you're looking for. But I think it's a better move to kind of let her go now as opposed to, because when she's an adult, there's no sort of, there's no coming back, I don't think. So let her do it now. Talk to her about it. Figure out what is the issue. Her, either she or he. I, we don't know. So, or they. Or they. It's 2019. Could be. So that's what I would say is don't freak out about it because you could lose her or him for good uh, when they become an adult. And again, communication. Figure out what's wrong. See if you could remedy it. You don't want to force them because at this age, they're way smarter and they'll push back even farther, harder. So that would be my vo- advice. Talk to her about it figure it out yeah i mostly agree with that mm-hmm. um I, I don't like to agree with you it's boring but i mostly agree with that the only thing i would say i would add to that is given that it is a big part of your family and your family time um you know make that point clear it's not just about god and it's about bonding with the family and if she she or he is still not into it maybe suggest well okay we, we get it you do your own thing but why don't you meet us after church for there dinner there you go there you go so you can keep that family time going i was going to add that but that yeah. is a, but you a, didn't, I didn't i didn't so. okay so point, right. point to jay Matthew on that one i guess all right question two is that good for jeb i think that's great for jeb question two comes from elizabeth okay elizabeth says we enrolled our son in wrestling he hates it he's nine years old he wants to quit and we aren't sure of the right way to handle this i mm-hmm. want to let him quit his dad does not be all right. Now, the, I, I kind of need to know a little bit about this, but I'll go ahead and try to improvise. Okay, so if he came to you and said, hey, I'm dying to join wrestling. I'm, this is my, where my heart's at. Please sign me up. I want to wear the gear. I want to wrestle. I want to roll around with boys. No, never mind. I want to wrestle, is what he says. Then you don't let him quit because it now sets up a pattern. It's something you started. You got to finish it. If you suggested or pushed him into wrestling and he didn't like it, it's time to let him quit. I don't think you learn anything if you are into something. and Because, you know, it becomes a pattern. Next, it'll be a guitar lesson that he'll start. You'll buy a guitar, and then he'll quit that, and so on and so forth. But if it's something that he wanted to do at the beginning, I think you have to let him ride that out. If you persuaded, or if he was persuaded by others to join and really never liked it, then it's probably safe to let him quit. Jay Maddie. Yeah, I, I halfway agree. Um, okay. I, I don't think you let him quit, period, mm-hmm. um, because it does set a bad precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's easy to quit things. Just because he doesn't like it is no reason to quit. Have him finish out the year, and you don't do it next year. I mean, we're kind of we're in that right now with basketball with our kids, the six- and the nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. The six-year-old, he's, he's in there like Blake Griffin, ripping down rebounds and scoring points and dunking over the other team. Kind of. <laughs> the nine-year-old, you know, like as mentioned several times, he likes to do pirouettes and yeah. shoot imaginary birds in the, in the stadium and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not into it. And I know he's just doing it because he sees the attention his six-year-old brother gets mm-hmm. from dad. Yeah. Um, 
and I told him, you know, you don't, you don't have, you impress me in other ways. You're a smart kid. You know, he, he's, he is in the honors class and mm-hmm. he's in the chess team. You know, he's a smart kid. He's an artistic kid. I'm like, you impress me in other ways. You don't have to impress me in basketball, but I'm like, you can't quit. You started this, you're going to finish this. Sure. And then next year, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But you, you start something, you finish it. We have, we have too often in this society, we're just getting softer and softer every year. And I just think that's one more step towards getting softer is letting someone quit something. Don't teach, don't teach them that precedent. Sure. And the thing, one thing I'll add to is you want to make sure you want to find out why he's quitting. The real reason is he scared that he may get hurt. Does he just, you know, what are the things? And then try to make the best decision based on the information you get. That's, that's what I think you want to do. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thanks. Keep those questions coming. Always. And, uh, we got uh, G-Love up on Thursday. I'm super psyched for that. I already got a couple questions I pulled that are relevant to G-Love. And if you guys have any questions for G-Love, shoot them at me. Yeah. We, we, we want to incorporate everyone into this, even though we don't trust any of you people. No, just kidding. We do. Um, anyway, let's jump into uh, our topics. We can jump right in or talk about whatever. Yeah, or, what do you want to talk about? Uh, we can go into politics right away. We could go into... Sure. All right, whatever. Let's whatever talk about... Roger Stone being indicted. Roger Stone. Roger Stone. All right. The latest of In the- case anybody doesn't know what's going on, why don't you get us up to date? Yeah. So basically, one of the, I guess, I don't even know if you call him an advisor, but it basically someone in the inner circle of the, trife- sorry, the Trump fiefdom, if you will, uh, was indicted last week. And I think the charges were like obstruction and maybe was it perjury or, and then tampering with witnesses, something to that effect. And it all has to do with this Russian collusion issue. And the thing is with this is um, it, you're trying to figure out what Mueller is going to do. You don't know if it's, if it's going to be death by like a thousand cuts, like he's going to indict this guy and then this guy and then this guy. And then it'll be like a grand finale and then Trump will be hauled off to prison. Um, if you look at what Stone was indicted for or, or basically what's hinted at in terms of collusion, they haven't proved that yet. They haven't proven that. Um, there's no... Nothing that is illegal in terms of him talking to, uh, I guess, Julian Assange about what information they had from Hillary's emails or what have you. Um, That doesn't mean that there won't be. There's a lot of foreshadowing in the indictment in terms of other people that were mentioned who just haven't been filed on yet. But it's one of those things where, again, like I said, with Trump, I've kind of like tuned him out and I'm like, well, call me when the indictments come. Otherwise, I don't really want to hear about it anymore. Well, why are you bringing it up then? I think you sent this topic to me, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you well, sent it. You running said, your gums about I it wanted, for not caring. Yeah, I wanted... Well, you told me... Okay, all right. <laughs> so you sent the topic to me, and then you just told me to educate the people on this issue. <laughs> Is that... That's what happened accurately. I don't know. You, I neither confirmed Was that you or someone who just looked like you? Which, I plead the fifth. Okay, well, whatever. That's, that's, you see, that's what white people do all the time. But anyway... Anyway, <laughs> so what's your take on I, Roger Stone and Trump? I feel like, ta- I, I don't recall sending this to you, but I probably did. Um, I just feel that talking about Trump at this point, when you're trying to build a following, is a losing battle. Because I'm not going to say things to try to build that following. Yeah. And when you mention Trump, you either piss off a lot of people or make a lot of people happy. There's yeah. no middle ground in this guy. Everybody loves him or hates him. Mm-hmm. And my feeling on him is he's not doing a whole lot different than every administration before him. Now, when you, you, you take a look at this um, Roger Stone thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What is he actually accused of? Basically, um, Russia hacked the DNC, sure. gave it to WikiLeaks, yes. and Roger Stone was kind of the go-between. 
Um, As to when it would come out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, why why is Trump and his administration under investigation in the first place? Do you Mm -hmm. know how it all started? Well, I think it started with Flynn. No, it started with the Steele dossier. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. Steele is is a British secret agent sure. with ties to Russia sure. who the Hillary campaign paid money to to dig up dirt on Trump. Sure. So it's basically the exact same thing. Now, of course, Hillary isn't president, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing except worse because she paid for this. So it's it's propaganda on on her end. Well, you know, it, the the other mm-hmm. stuff that they got on Trump, mm-hmm. WikiLeaks dug that up. Yeah. The Trump organization didn't pay for that. We don't know what became of it or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. My point is, campaigns do this kind of stuff to one another all the time. And what I think is going on with Trump and his administration is he's, he's a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when Dwight Eisenhower left the White House, the one thing he said in his exit speech, because it's not safe to say it any other time, he said, above all things, beware of the military-industrial complex. They mm-hmm. are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's what we have going on here. Trump is a guy, he's, they don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, as long as you're pro-war. Mm-hmm. And Trump is just a wild card. They don't know. I mean, we saw that with Syria. Yeah. And, you know, we saw that with Bernie. They tried to destroy Bernie. We see it now. They're trying to destroy uh, Gabby Tulser. These, we mm-hmm. saw it with Ron Paul. Yeah. All these anti-war candidates, they try to bring down. You know, now we're talking about, Bernie's talking about a run again. We're hearing he's a Russian agent. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard's <laughs> talking about a run. Apparently, she's an agent of Assad. Yeah. I think it is the military-industrial complex controlling the narrative of the media um, and and us by what they put out there in the media, you there's nothing out of the ordinary mm-hmm. happening, and and it's it's <clears throat> getting tiresome. Like, look at look at Cohen. What was Cohen indicted for? That was was that campaign finance type stuff with the payout and the other stuff. He, he, was, he was too much to remember. He was indicted yeah. about lying. Yeah, about a but the lie was about a. A meeting, the date the meeting occurred on. Sure, he said January when in fact it was June for a meeting that never actually took place. Yeah, that's what the indictment is. Well, the thing is, this is it, and this, they can this... get anybody on these things. They're going to get Trump. They're mm-hmm. going to get him. Yeah, and I've been saying that forever. They're going to get him just like they got Bill Clinton. But did they get Clinton for? They went after him for Whitewater. They didn't get him on that. Would they get him? They for always get him. On... It's just sucking like dick. If you're playing, well, he didn't suck any dick, but you know, he probably did. He's a freak, <laughs> but. It's just like in, you know, football when, you know, you don't catch the first offense, you catch the second. So when the first guy pushes off, the ref never catches it. And yeah. Second, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. The cover-up a lot of times is worse than the actual crime. Um, you know, or most people with common sense know, if you talk to the federal government and you sit down and they show you their badge and say, hey, I'm a Fed, you know, please don't lie to me, it's 10 years. When you lie, that's 10 years. Yeah, don't lie. Don't lie to the Fed. <laughs> and so just don't do it. A, a lot of these people that have been pinched are the ones that, have lied. And yeah, but you know what? They don't care if you sure. lie as long as you're telling the right lies. Mm-hmm. Like, what about the Bush administration? Mm-hmm. They lied us into a war that we've been in for 20 years. We sure. know they lied. Yeah. They didn't but, go after them. Yeah, but they, yeah, that's the thing. No okay. one ever investigated. James, mm-hmm. James Clapper, he lied to Congress under oath that the Secret Service was not spying on Americans. Not only mm-hmm. are they spying on us, but they're recording everything you say. That's, that's, Hard, we know that now. That's not yeah. conspiracy theory. That's mm-hmm. out there. They didn't go after him. Obama lied about uh, you can keep your, your provider. Or they whatever. didn't go after yeah. him. So mm-hmm. as long as you're telling the right lies, they don't seem to give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Cohen. Uh, yeah, it's 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 frustrating to me because 
I'm not I'm not defending Trump. I don't I don't like him. I think he's a shitty person. Mm-hmm. So let me put that out there. Yeah. I just think the Ditto. the way American is all stirred up over this stuff, it's just propaganda. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I see it. No, I mean the thing is really this is what it all boils down to. Everyone in politics or not everyone, a lot of people in politics have done something maybe not legal. Okay. Now it depends on not everyone. Well, a lot, a lot, a lot of people yeah. have done something. Almost that, all of them. That probably could be seen as being illegal. Honest Abe was probably chill. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's know, out there. There's got to be one honest. Yeah, some, somewhere out there. But let's just assume that. Let's just say fifty percent of them. Okay, we'll say fifty percent had done something wrong in office that you know, if you go by the letter of the law, maybe illegal. Fine. It just really depends on what party you're with, because if you're Democrat and if you're anti-Trump, like I'm anti-Trump. You're rooting for an indictment. <laughs> That's it. If you're not, then you're not. You're thinking that, oh, my God, you know, this law system is crooked, which is funny because a lot of the people now saying that the law is crooked and all this other stuff and the FBI is wrong are the same people that when black people had something going on, they said, no, wait, this is corrupt. They said, oh, no, you've got to trust law enforcement. What are you talking about? So it just balances as a pendulum. It goes back and forth. It just depends on who you want in office and who you think they should go after. And that's, it's sad. For some people. But it's true. It's for some people. But it, I, I started off as, I, I, yeah, anti-Trump, you know, yeah. but I wasn't rooting for them to get rid of him. But I just, I didn't like the guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting pushed to the point where I'm almost rooting for him because I'm so it's sick of so the much. hypocrisy. It's so much. There's so much hypocrisy. No, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And like I said, if it's not in, I've said it again, the Democrats, keep your eye on the ball. If there is collusion, let it be found and move on and then hopefully win an election. But, but how, about a, how about the arrest of Stone? Did you see that on CNN? A little heavy handed. <laughs> well, not only heavy handed, but why is nobody asking this question? Yeah. Yeah. What CNN was there? Sure. Well, CNN was there, so that means they got tipped off. Through the hit, Maddie. Through the history of law enforcement, whenever there's a high-profile booking, there is a perp walk, and the local news media or the national when they take him to the courthouse, not at the guy's no, house. No, 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 no. Look, check out when big-time drug kingpins get arrested or indicted, and they get pulled out of their house, and it's always in the middle of the night or early in the morning, where their hair is okay. all over their head. I don't watch a lot of news, so that's no, normal. You're that's normal. Me. All right, it's fine. a normal thing. Somebody gets I tipped stand off. down on that one. Yeah, because the thing I is, just, I just saw that one. And I was like, no. why is why is CNN there? Sure, no, that has happened from the beginning of time. Okay, it, because fair enough. Law enforcement wants you to know that if you do something, this will happen to you. Fine, that's what's happened for him. So that wasn't shocking. The heavy handedness <laughs> of it with the machine oh, yeah, guns. Like Roger Stone's gonna <laughs> gonna come out with nunchucks and <laughs> a, a Japanese samurai sword and start kicking ass. Yeah. Like what? Are the, well, that's what's, that's what's happened to black folks uh, the entire time. Like, whenever okay. there's, there'll be something, somebody will come, a dog will get shot, you know, just like the Dave Chappelle skit where the black lady gets, or they're making fun of it, but the lady gets her, hand, her titty grabbed by somebody. They're yeah. comparing how black people get arrested and stuff like that. But that's, you know, that's, that was to be expected. It was heavy-handed, and it was funny to see that. But, again, we call me when the indictments come. I don't want to hear anything else until then. All right. Deal. So let's go to go to uh, talk about something else yeah. non-political. Maybe Please. we can swing back to that Please. stuff. What else you got going on? Um, okay, so we could talk about uh, well, Chris Brown. Chris Brown getting arrested. We'll stick, with, stick with arrests. He's, He's arrested in, Fran- in France on drug and rape charges. 
And then was well, he got re- arrested in France? Yeah. Ah. Not a good thing. But he was released and he's back in the States while the allegations are well, being Well, now they can't get him if he's back in the States. Well, that what that kind of tells me is I don't think they have a case. This sounds like black Twitter news. I don't follow us. So what's going on? Well, no, he's back. And basically, he denied it on Twitter immediately. <laughs> he denied it by saying, that bitch is lying. That was, his, that was his tweet. Yeah. I don't know if he sounded like that, but that was my best impression of what Chris Baum may sound like. But... um. I think when they send you back from France, they don't have a case. Because if they had a case, mm. I yeah. think they'd keep you. Probably. And so this sort of gets back into the thing we're always struggling with in terms of when women file. And I don't know if this woman lied or not. I don't know. I wasn't in the room. But it seems as though there's not really a case. And the allegation that Brown made was that she lied. So this is an, a possible instance where a woman may have lied about being assaulted. It's happened before. It happens before. And that's the struggle in terms of dealing with the Me Too movement and so on and so forth. And, you know, again. Well, whether he did it or not, now he's not there. Like, who was the, um, the Roman Polanski? Didn't he go to France from America? Yes, he did. Because then we couldn't prosecute him. Sure. So this is kind of reverse that. Like, whether he did it or not, he's free now. Yeah, I think. Not, he won't set foot in France again. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that based on, you know, the, the seriousness of the charges and who he is or whatever, that if there was an inkling that this may have happened, or if they had anything, that he'd still be in jail in France. Yeah, that if they come up with something and they want him back, we might see us. I know, you know, switcheroo swap. We're swap you him for Mr. Polanski and a draft pick to be named later. Yeah. Um, going on to other troubled people, a troubled past singers, Michael Jackson. The big time documentary on Michael Jackson. Uh-oh. It's supposed to be tough, man. Man, they're killing black folk. They are. It's a it's a taking it's a, down all your heroes. Cosby, a, then then uh, you know, the guy that likes to pee on girls, what's his name? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Now MJ? MJ. It's supposed Shit. to be a very disturbing documentary. So much so that the people who released it actually hired like counselors for people to go to oh, man. after while, immediately after viewing it. So let me ask you this. Let's sure. let's let's uh, let's say Michael did it. He's a pedophile. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, do you stop? Do you throw away your Michael Jackson albums? Do you not listen to Michael Jackson anymore? Can you separate the artist from the art? Well, this is the Because, I mean, he's the best who ever did it. He is. We're talking pop music. Yeah, not molesting people. I don't know if there's a best who's ever molested people. Should we look that up? Never mind. But... I didn't even comment. (laughs) But Michael... Smarter than that. Yes. Michael Jackson... um, You know, I think I have sort of a luxury with that question because we'll never know. We will never know what happened. Never know what? What happened with if he molested people? Well, if there's evidence. Well, I don't know what kind of evidence. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For 20 years, 30 years, however long it is. So you have people in this movie that Mm -hmm. are supposed victims of his. Right. And they're, of course, ratting on him. But they're also people that defended him years later. Now. Paulie Culkin. Right. Well, no. There, I don't think they mentioned him. There was like mm. three guys or whatever. Macaulay Culkin said he never touched yeah, him. Yeah, he never touched him. And uh, who's the, who's the weirdo who does the Michael Jackson impressions all over town? He has a band. Oh, uh, I should uh, say weirdo. Uh, I don't know, um, but he's pretty weird. Um, the the actor, the young actor, Kobe, Cor- Corey, Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman. Yeah, he says he never touched him, and and he accused all of Hollywood of touching him. So yeah, no, it's 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 just tough. Um. You, it doesn't look good. He, I mean, he basically had Disneyland in his backyard. He, yeah, he talked 
like a child. Sure. He acted like a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was weird, so it doesn't look good for him. But that, but that doesn't make him guilty, necessarily. It doesn't. I mean, because look at Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Mr. Rogers sure. talked kind of, you, go. you know. There you go. That, you know, that there might you go. have been a persona. There so you, you never and, know. And I told you my, my theory on, on Michael Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people believe he was a uh, castrato, right? And a castrato mm-hmm. is a boy whose uh, junk is castrated, is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And they believe his dad did that and that's not just out of thin air that's the family's lawyer mm-hmm. who said that yeah. and the reason and we know joe jackson was an abuser right mm-hmm. yeah that, that's not disputable and uh you do that to keep the high-pitched voice mm-hmm. and that's coming from the lawyer somebody involved so I, we don't know if that's true but that would explain a lot of the weirdness by michael jackson mm-hmm. right if he was a castrato he, he's probably not molesting kids because he's gotten no equipment to work with so that's that's something to consider. It's a it's a bunch of ifs. I've told you bunch my theory on Michael in that I think he had sex at least one time with a woman because you don't come up with lyrics like "Girl, close your eyes, let the rhythm yeah. get in." That's not that's not true because you can just substitute. I mean, look look at George Michael, right? He mm. was doing all kinds of sexy songs and he was gay the whole time. But he's having sex with with men, and that was legal. Yeah. Um, so he's yeah he was singing about having sex with men. Michael in that one song was having sex with women. Yeah, all right, maybe maybe Brooke maybe Brooke got it. Maybe Brooke I Shields. mean none of none of his kids have any Tatum O'Neal in their skin. So. Somebody somebody got it once from Mike. I got to you know his kids have zero, his his kids have zero skin pig- pigmentation. I don't They're know whiter if, than I am. I don't know if those are his kids. Yeah, I yeah I maintain that I I, I can't really go there. But it's just a lot of what, what ifs. Um, at the same time, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> so, how's that? So, um, if he is, if 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 this documentary comes out, sure. What's Black America going to do? Are they are they going to are they going to freak out? Are they going to hold on to him? Are they going to cry racism? If this was a white guy, you wouldn't report this story. How are they going to handle it? Well, the, you know, there'll be camps. They're going to be just like with R. Kelly. There were people that protected him for a long time. There were people that signed off of him immediately, like around the time he, he married Aaliyah. There's going to be camps, yeah. you know. All yeah. black people don't act the same. That's not way. just black people. White people are going to be the same way. Same I'm thing. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep bumping Michael. I sure. mean, it's the greatest. I, you know, look, I've always, I've never looked up to. The problem is when you start worshiping these celebrities. People mm. begin worshiping celebrities and they see him and they faint and they're in the supermarket and they bum rush him to get a picture. That's just unhealthy living. Like I've, I've never been that way. I mean, if I run into Eddie Vedder, I might offer him a blowjob. You would lose your fucking mind. Other than that, yeah. other than that, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I, mm-hmm. I never asked a celebrity for a picture. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate their art. I, I love, I have great appreciation for what they do. So if Michael Jackson bumped a few kids, he's an evil person. Sure. I'm sure he's paying for it in the afterlife, but I'm still gonna. <laughs> there, you, yeah, that's that's two of them for you. That I didn't ask for one, but <laughs> thanks. It wasn't anyway. bad though, right? It was actually surprisingly good, and it came out of like did nowhere. Not, did was, not rehearse that. I was not expecting it. Spontaneity is good. Um, another guy with a documentary, Harvey Weinstein, also has a documentary coming out. White innocent. Well. That's what people are getting scared of because you have this, again, I've said this before, you have this Me Too movement, and so far the only person who's gone to jail is a black man, Bill Cosby, who deserved it, okay, who deserved it based on the testimony and the stuff he said about himself, fine. But what I've maintained all along is if black people are the only people to go to jail behind Me Too and white people skate, like Harvey Weinstein got a chunk of his case thrown out, and Kevin Spacey, no one really knows what's going on there, um... You know, I think people are going to be kind of in their feelings about that. They're going to be upset. And so, are black folks particularly. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that. But 
it's messed up. Like, yeah. if you're guilty, you're guilty. If you're innocent, you're innocent. Now, it might start to look that way as as more and more um, black people fall. But so far, it's just been Bill. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. It. That's it. R. Kelly, didn't, he's not been prosecuted. But you see, they, they, they're building up on R. Kelly still. All right. Well, I, think I mean. I think that's coming. I mean, all right. So let's go get some white people. Immediately. Who can we get? Okay. Who can we get? You volunteering? No. <laughs> <I'm> volunteering. <laughs> no. And Harvey Weinstein, yeah. if he's guilty, yeah. I think I think they'll get him. I yeah. mean, I think from what I understand about the Harvey Weinstein case is he used a position of power to get mm-hmm. women to sleep with them. Yeah. And to do that, um, is it ethical? No, but you have women who are saying, Oh yeah, Harvey, I'll I'll lick your I'll lick your asshole for a role in uh, Kill Bill 2, whatever. Well, Deal. there's also so that's on both parties. Yeah, there was also rape allegations, and I don't know. And I there, haven't. Someone checked. said he held me down, and, and yeah, hit me. That there was an well, assault. Then go there. get him for that one. There you go. Go get him. Go get him. Go get Harvey if he did that. There you go. Um, staying on the topic of, of sex, there's new technology in sex, and I think this is an invention. New technology in sex. Yes, like sex robots. I can't wait. Oh God, you took it there. Anyway, they're kids. For, not, okay, let me start. The kids invented this. Is what I'm saying. It's an invention. They're condoms that actually cha- are supposed speaking, to. Speaking of kids and sex inventions, there are <laughs> no. I'm I'm not kidding. There are yeah. children sex dolls in um I think it's Japan. Oh Jesus, they're very popular. That uh, sex dolls, but I'm, they're not. I'm not saying they're sex dolls for kids. They're sex dolls of kids. So that's worse. And they're using them. Well, it's controversial, <laughs> but it's controversial. But I get it a little bit. They're using it to placate. Um, Predators, yeah, to keep them from raping kids. Oh wow! That, so I don't know how I, I don't feel know. about that. I don't know how I feel about that either. It's yeah. creepy as fuck. That's but does it weird. work? You know, what I mean, does it work? I, you'd rather have them fucking a little eight-year-old doll than an eight-year-old, right? That's true. But the fact that you, it's still not right. I don't know if you're rewarding I mean, we them. For... We can't just pretend something doesn't exist and make it not exist. Sure, there are sex children sex predators out there whether you want to acknowledge it or not Mm -hmm. they're real and they have no control over their impulses so one way that's one way to deal with it Mm -hmm. the other way to deal with it is uh, murder all of them i don't know but the but most people are not 100 percent in control of their sexual impulses yeah it's kind of like a heroin thing where they give you the what is it the um the, the the drug that gets more addictive what is it the um the methadone, yeah, right? Methadone. So they give you the methadone, get off the heroin, but then you get hooked to the methadone. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the same thing except the it, it's a victimless type of crime. Crime, I guess. I yeah, yeah that's a tough one. Um, but what I was saying, there are these kid inventors that came up with this condom. What? Yes, kids invented. I think it's like thirteen or fourteen year olds. And I got to look okay. it up. But cool. This condom that changes colors as you're having sex, depending on if the person you're having are? sex with is hot. No. Has an STD. Oh, so if you snap. you got a condom on and you're having sex, you're doing your thing, and you stick it in, you pull it out, you might get a green, you might come out green, and green might be that she green has means gonorrhea, gonorrhea, yes, maybe. Gonorrhea. It, That's what know? color of the drip is when you're gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. You, you're an expert in this field. I should let you do this story, but no. So you have all these colors that signify, and here comes dog pulling up as he always does. I just hope all he right. stays off the curb. Okay, we'll see how so we'll he is. Yeah, if he stumbles or not. But thing is, the question I have for you is. It okay, you you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You pull it out. Yep, and it's HIV colored. Yep. Do you finish? Nope. <laughs> I mean, nope. you've you've already entered. 
You've already entered. You have well, a condom on. No, no, no. You, taking any you're done. No. If okay. I, wait. If I pull out and it changes colors for like herpes, possibly. Possibly, you finish. Yeah. Syphilis is probably going down. You're going down. No, syphilis is you treat with antibiotics. Yeah, so you can go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Just, Some just of these topics you pull, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is real news. This is a this parenthood is like... show. Here's what this is going to lead to. Okay. I'll tell you what go. this is going to lead to. Have at it. It, it's going to be like a dipping stick. You put it in there, you get it out. It's going to lead to unwanted pregnancy because the guy's going to say, oh, it's clean, rip off that condom, and then baby in nine months. That's what this, is gonna, that's what this technology is going to lead to. I'm just impressed that kids came up with this. This is that's pretty, pretty impressive. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what? Should we let Dog in now and have him join this conversation? Because I think he, he if, if anyone, would, would have some really good insight. Let's give him a breathalyzer condoms. first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, and we're now joined, you know, he made his way a little bit, folks. Dog is here, everybody. Hey, hey, what's up, people? All right, and he came in at the right time. This condom that has colors, okay, and I asked the same question to Maddie. If you're in the middle of intercourse and you pull out your, your, your mid-stroke, you're coming back up for your, you know, your whammy, the thing you knock her out with. Or to pull it off. Yeah, right. and you see the color. Do, do you stop once you see the color? Or do you, do you finish? If, I think you should stop because yeah. I think if you continue, then it'll be some type of like um, she can, you know, press charges. Well, no, it changes color because she has. Cause she has. Oh, she has something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> would, but would you like? Would you nut? Is what I'm saying. No, I wouldn't nut. You would like? I, I probably would go limp. Because it'd be such a turnoff. Yeah, maybe that might. You know, right away it it'd be such a turnoff. Yeah. Well, that could be. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And that concludes the parenting advice of the day (laughs) (laughs) on this parenting on this parenting show for people. Okay, I got something. I got something. Go ahead. I want to do a segment of explain a black thing to a cracker. Oh, this is my favorite. Now that now the dog's in here, let's do it. All right. I don't get, and I don't think most white people get the barber shop. You 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 got. Black men go to the barbershop sure. every week. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. They they talk about it. You make goddamn movies about the barbershop. Sure. Uh, LeBron's got a show about the barbershop. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a beautiful head of hair, right? Yeah, it's I, questionable. I, after my ass, it's probably my finest physical feature. The hair on your head or the head <laughs> on your ass? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I... One of my best friends is my hairstylist. That's right. I don't look forward to that shit. I go as infrequently as possible. Sure. Why? Why do black men love the barber? But so much? It, does your best one of your friends is it a, a salon? Yeah. Or is it a barbershop? It's a salon. It's different. Yeah. What's different? You know, barbershop is more hood. Mm-hmm. Barbershop is you know like uh, historically for the black race. Even uh, Hispanics yeah, but have barbershop. Why do you like it? What's the big deal? Well, because you can um, hang out and talk to your peers or people you see frequently. Mm-hmm. You know. Because you've been can't going there just, over like, years. Can't you go get a drink with those people? What's, uh, what is it about well, the barbershop? You know, it's about sports. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's historically like a meeting place for black folk. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, both you motherfuckers are bald. Yeah. Do you go to the barbershop? He does. I do. I go to the barbershop. What, what do you do at the barbershop? Well, I get, <laughs> my, I get my beard hitched up. Get and then my buddy, he has a bar at his barbershop. No shit. You know. Uh, well, that makes it more fun. Yeah. Peace out to Lou. You know what I'm saying? What's peace up, out, Lou? Lou? What's happening, Lou? And then, uh, you know, Big Lou's on Slauson and over here in L.A. There it is. And um, he does a great job. He's giving right? out free commercials now. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we go there. I drink sometimes. You know. Hey, we a listen to music. Mm-hmm. And some other guys come in and talk about their story and their wives, how bad their wives are doing them, and <laughs> I just listen. And yeah, 
you know, I get a facial too. So you get a facial at the barbershop. I get a facial at the barbershop. So what happens if I go see Lou on Slauson and and what Crenshaw Overhill Overhill? What happens if I go to Slauson and Overhill rolling to see Lou? Are they like? Do they accept me? Do I get in? Yeah, you're you'll be accepted because uh, he has a uh, uh, women working for him, and mm-hmm. they're uh, they cut white people's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Lou cut a white guy's hair. Oh, so Lou's racist? Oh. No, I've just never seen Lou do. You know, his well, wife. His it? wife is white. Oh, you know, so Lou's definitely not racist. Lou be playing in the snow. Yeah, Go Lou ahead, plays Lou. in the snow. I love it. And then his uh, his playing his, in the snow. You yeah. know, the girls playing that work for him. Got it. They, uh, I see nothing but white guys go to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, you can come in there, enjoy it, pop a bottle of champagne, and, uh, yeah. you know, maybe, relax. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll roll with you next time. Yeah. yeah. Could be and, fun. Yeah. And it's, there's an historical element to it, too, because, you know, you got to go way back. You know, think of how things were, 40s, 50s, 60s, however far you want to go. You know, there were not tons of places for black people to congregate, so you would find back a black... Back <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you see, this there is what, this go, is this is why. I'm saying a place to congregate. Yeah, yeah, at the back of the bus. Thanks, Shay Maddie. We appreciate that. But there was not a lot of places to congregate, and you know, get together, do fellowship, talk to each County. other, talk shit. So, <laughs> go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's not gonna make it through the show, dog. He's um, he's daring us right now to fuck him up. No, but, he's just talking shit. Yeah, he's talking shit. But. No, that's what it is. It, it, and it basically just continued. I used to go to the barbershop with my father. And so why don't you go anymore? Because I don't have any hair, and I cut my own yeah, hair. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't stop him. I don't have still my, my beard. I don't have a full beard. I usually just shave it off when I shave my head, and then that's it. You can do some uh, man I can get room. a facial. Well, maybe. Maybe I will get a facial from now on. We'll see. But yeah. usually I just... I'm very easy. So it's, the, it's the camaraderie. Of camaraderie. It. Yeah, camaraderie, basically. And it's based in history, is what we're saying. And the Hispanics are the same way. You know, they have their barbershop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Different barbershops? Different barbershops. They congregate. Yeah. See, yours is more of a uh, salon. Mine is a salon. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like the, you know, Richie salon. Yeah. Yeah. One of my best friends, he charges 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but I don't trust Latino people with anything sharp because they're cutters. Yeah. They stab. Yeah. But. (laughs) We both said. (laughs) Nobody said. And they will will stab a black motherfucker in a minute. Yeah. They stab. uh, Prison flashback. Yeah. Asians and Latinos stab people. Black people shoot. White people just dominate in all facets of the game. They they got you know they're doing insider trading. They're doing all kind of craziness. They're you know conspiracy, all sort of stuff like. I was that. at the donut over. shop down the corner waiting for you guys because you were running late. Mm-hmm. And, is that uh, a black people thing? Are you trying to throw that in there too? The what donut shop? Late? I'm not saying. I'm just saying the two black guys on the show were running late. I was on. I'm not time. saying it's a black people thing. Yeah. I was at the, the donut shop, mm-hmm. and there were at least twenty motherfuckers outside this donut shop drinking. Vodka straight out of the bottle, Sounds not like, like right on the corner, not trying to be sly about it. Mm-hmm. And at least three of them had guns that were in clear view. So, what am, what am I getting at? Um, they were congregating there. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and that's their choice. They're standing their ground Stand- against you, Jay Maddie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, nobody said anything. Nobody threatened. But I just, I just thought that you know, that's stupid. Like, that is stupid. Why? Why? Just yeah. in plain view. Yeah, no, it's. Take it inside. I don't like guns, period. No, it's not a good deal. No, I just yeah, don't. Nothing like ever good comes from Plus, guns. I'll probably get 15 years, you know, if I get caught. Well, yeah. the second yeah. offense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, strike two. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do that episode at some point. Yeah. Two episodes we got to do. Yeah. Number one, all about dog. Get the history. Talk about the prison system. All, all that. We got to do that. It's a fascinating episode. Episode two, mm. we got to get Beehive for the first time in his life oh, on air. God. It's legal now. I'm going to get They some. say you shouldn't trust a motherfucker who's never had a joint. And they're right. There you go. <laughs> get him high on air. First time in his life. No, I'm going to do some edibles. Maybe I'll do some edibles. That's, that's more hardcore. A, I'm not a smoker, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, so much stuff we have planned for you people. All right. On what else presents. is going on? Um, okay, so uh, let's see here. Oh, let, you know what? Let's jump back up to your clip that you wanted. Um, Ariva Martin of CNN and David Webb of the Patriot talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ariva Martin's this, black. This makes me so happy. This <laughs> fills me with joy. And David Martin is also black. I'm sorry, David Webb is also black. And Ariva didn't know that he was black. So they were in an argument about how he was able to, you know, basically branch out in media and have a career and all this other stuff. And uh, this I love is, how you tell everybody what the clip is before you play the clip. Well, I'm trying to set up because the clip, if you, you see, you're not in the pre-pro meeting that I hold by myself. <laughs> the pre-pro <laughs> meeting that I hold by myself, I know what the clip says. Yeah. So I know that the clip doesn't have what I just said in it. Okay. And here's a choice. Here's, here's an example, folks. I've chosen to cross different parts of the media world, done the work so that I'm qualified to be in each one. I never considered my color the issue. I considered my qualifications the issue. Well, David, you know, that that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do I have the privilege of white privilege? David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation, I don't have time to Uh, get into Ariva, I hate to break it to you, but you should have been better prepped. I'm black. Okay, then I think... See, you went to white privilege. This is the falsehood in this. You went immediately with an assumption. Your people, obviously, or you didn't look. You're talking to a black man. Who started out in rock radio in Boston, who crossed the paths into hip-hop, rebuilding one of the greatest black stations in America, and went on to work for Fox News, where I'm told apparently blacks aren't supposed to work, but yet you come with this assumption and you go to white privilege. That's actually insulting. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. They told me the whole white privilege thing is insulting. Can I I apologize and correct the record? I want to apologize. I was given wrong information about you, and I apologize. But based on my color, you were going to something that I was part of. And just to add to it, my family background is white, black, Indian, Arawak, Irish, Scottish. I mean, it's so diverse. Diverse. I'm like the White. UN yeah. when it comes to this. And this is part of the problem with driving a narrative around a construct like white privilege. Privilege is one thing. We're applied wealth, economy, uh, various social factors, but not necessarily determined by color of skin. And that's the clip. And so love I'll, it. I'll, I'll I love it. It's epic. Beaming. Epic. I'll let Maddie go ahead and because uh, he this he found this and uh, let let Maddie comment on it first. Well, I, I just love it because it highlights everything wrong with today's left. Mm-hmm. They first of all, I want to I want to state that Fox News started this of you know coming up with these buzzwords, these buzz topics to shut down a conversation when they have nothing intelligent to say. They mm-hmm. used to do it with. Uh, uh, you know, death panels when they were talking about Obamacare. There's death panels. They yeah. they throw out these catchphrases to shut down a conversation. 
And I used to get mad about that. But now it's the left who's taken this strategy with things like toxic masculinity and mm. white privilege and, and whatnot. When, when they have nothing intelligent to say and they have no real argument, they throw out these empty phrases that are supposed to shut down the opposition. Mm-hmm. And I just love that this woman stuck her big stupid foot in her mouth and made herself look like a fool. But she apologized right away. Yeah, great, good for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. what she, else is she going to do there? Yeah, she had to apologize. <laughs> no, but, he did sound white. No, he didn't. He did sound white a little bit. He, sound, he sounded like Jesse Ventura. That's that's what he sounded like. Yeah, it's, that's that he's white. Voice. Yeah. It's tough for me to point out. And I, and this comes from a person who most of you guys listening think I'm white or something. I don't know how that. You know white? Apparently not. Uh, wait, yeah, no, I'm still not white. But no, the thing that's funny about this whole thing is that she, when he calls her on it and says, okay, by the way, I'm black, she actually tries to throw something at him, but stops. If you hear, I don't, you, you could hear like that little hesitation. Like she was like, ah, and then she's like, oh shit. He actually, mm-hmm. yeah. so the thing is, and you can bet that she said her people gave her the yeah, wrong, she, she didn't look at this. No, she didn't do her no. homework. She thought that this was a ready-made interview. She'd probably done, because if you, you've seen CNN and everything else, you've seen Ariva Martin on there before. It was a ready-made interview. She'd done a million of them like it before. She was going to say white privilege five times and get a bunch of hits on Twitter. Yep. And that was going to be the end of the day. Yep. Um, and, and that's that's the problem when you be, when a word... or That's why I don't like using words and phrases like that because it becomes knee-jerk. It's a knee-jerk thing. Mm-hmm. I don't... The, what is it? Gentrification. And uh, what's the other one with the uh, racial... Uh, when white people wear dreadlocks. A- appropriation. Appropriation. None of that shit means anything. It just means nah. a white person decided to get dreadlocks, which yeah. is totally fine by me. If you want dreadlocks, go More get dreadlocks. dreadlocks yeah. yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. But yeah, it was a case of someone not prepared uh, and basically going to their, their fallback move. And it's always. great because he was black and he could shout it down. But if he was a white guy, he'd just have to take He'd have it. to eat it. He'd have to he'd eat have it. To eat yeah. it. Yeah. And here's the thing. When you, when you throw that out, when you throw out white privilege... Mm. Do are there some privileges of being white? Of course there are. Sure. There's also some privileges of being black, and we Not can really. get into. Uh, of course there are. <laughs> of course there are. Not really. Of course there are. You really. guys own us. Okay, okay. No, we we did. You still we, do. No. No. Yes, you do. Ta- okay. First, you, first you all, buy our houses. First of all, when you say mm. white privilege, and you're talking to some white kid in the deep south who's on welfare. What if positive effect are you hoping to have? What are, what are you hoping to come out of that exchange? Yeah, that he's going to say, "Oh yeah, you're you're right." Mm-hmm. He, what he's going to do is get pissed off. You're pushing him further and further away from the point you want to make and the change you want to create. Mm-hmm. You're doing nothing constructive. Mm-hmm. So if the if the point of throwing out white privilege is to change society, you're doing the exact opposite thing. It's a non helpful term now as far you talk you talk about uh you say black people don't have privilege let me give you an example black, okay. of black privilege mm-hmm. uh number one there's um getting into college right where historically black college uh, no well th- first of all there are all black colleges all that's right. one mm-hmm. thing number two there's uh a, a, what do you all white it? colleges too no there's not there's yes, no there's no such thing not anymore <laughs> no don't I mean, they just don't uh, they don't advertise. label they don't advertise it no. but it is affirmative action you can get into a college with lower grades than a, a white person okay just that's a couple, a privilege just put a couple niggas in there and that's it okay <laughs> go ahead keep right. going well well look, wait. well look at Harvard hold on look at Harvard oh, Harvard okay. is actually repressing Asian kids who are better than the white kids better than everybody. Because there's too many Asians getting in and not enough black kids. So they're letting in black kids who are like 10% less in score than the Asian kids. Mm-hmm. 
That's not really fair. That's race. That's straight out racism. But here, let me give you a, a more contemporary like example. Mm-hmm. This MAGA hat. Okay. Kid. Yeah. Are, are you guys oh, yeah, wearing yeah. this? Yeah. 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 Okay. A story like that comes out that fits the narrative of the left, and they blow it up. They don't care about the facts. They don't care what actually happened. They saw a white kid doing something that looked gross, and mm-hmm. they're going to tear this kid down. And sure. this happens time and time again. Mm-hmm. You're shaking your but head. To what? me, he didn't do anything that exactly. looked gross. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. You know, he had the right to be there just like the Indian guy right. had the right to be there. Sure. But we're looking at a two-minute video, and when I saw the two-minute video, I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid's a punk. Mm-hmm. He looks like a punk. Yeah. I didn't join in the, in the brow be, in the beating down of the kid because I've seen this too many times where a story comes out, we label somebody racist, like that girl who wouldn't let the black guy into her apartment. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or the Duke lacrosse team. Like all these stories where the, the white guy looks guilty and then you find out more. Sure. And they never apologize and retract. Well, there was a two-hour video of this. Did you guys watch the two-hour video? I didn't watch the two-hour video. Nobody did. Yeah. You know who did? You did. Your boy, Jay Maddie. Okay. I watched the two-hour video. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened there. Mm-hmm. Okay? You got a bunch of high school kids. These are 16-year-old kids on a field trip with their Catholic school to go on protest uh, or on the, the, the Right for Life march. Yeah. Okay? They got done early. They're going back. They're waiting for their bus. A bunch of grown-ass men and the black Israelites come over mm-hmm. and start calling them a bunch of faggot-ass, cracker, hillbilly inbreds wow. and pointing at the black kids in their group. There were black kids mm-hmm. and calling them faggot mm, N-words. Oh, wow. And just going off on the end, and you know what those kids did? Mm. Nothing. They started doing school chants. Sure. Okay. Then the Indian comes up, walks up to the kid, and starts beating his drum mm. in the face. Yeah. All the kid did was smile. When I was 16, I would have I punched him in the head. Yeah. He smiled. It, it, was, it was... He smiled. He, mm. Maybe he smiled cockily. Yeah. But... What he did was smile. He didn't, he didn't go after the black Israelites. He didn't fight back. He didn't mm. call them any derogatory terms. Now, let's reverse this. Here's how you know some shit is up. Let's reverse it. Okay. Let's say it's a bunch of black teens on a field trip for whatever protest. Mm. They're waiting for their school bus. The KKK comes over and starts calling them a bunch of N-words. Oh, shit. Mm. And then an, another bunch of white guys come up and start drumming in these black kids' faces. Sure. And the black kid smiles at him and keeps his composure. Mm-hmm. That kid's an American hero. Yeah, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't have got that opportunity. They would have arrested us right away. They, the police would have been there. Mm-hmm. Arresting the black kid? Yes. Maybe they in 1965. No, right now. now. They would have been intervening. Yeah. You know. When, when the KKK every, is yelling N-word at a bunch of black Anytime you see teams. KKK in blacks somewhere, you see police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have got to that point. No, it wouldn't have got to that, that far. And they it wouldn't have been arresting the black kids. They might have been they, because the black kids might have been irate. Yeah, it, I would have had the black kids being irate. It would have been a different age. But well, if the black kids were being irate, maybe. Yeah. But if they were doing what the white kids did, which was school chants, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have arrested the yeah, black but, kids. And this would have been an entirely different narrative out there. But you're talking about the KKK, Jay Maddie. You should say, like, just white well, that, kids okay, but or that's white like people what, doing it. It's different if the KKK but the was black doing it. Isn't the black Israelites the, the equal comparison to the KKK? Mm-hmm. They, they hate Jews and white people. It's the equivalent. Yeah, I don't know yeah. they're here. Well, you know what? I'll, let me take another angle at this. Okay, so something happened before the two minutes, which I, commonly happens with, with things that are you know put on television. You don't get the full story, whatever. I'm wondering, because this is a parenting show. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm about to get in my parenting voice. Um, the, the parents that let their children leave their house that day with the MAGA hats on, 
was did they think that that was going to end well? Did they think that maybe that wasn't the best idea based on how people are treated who wear those hats? These are kids. Do you? I mean, there yeah, has to be responsibility. Now, they, I mean, they, they were to, wearing a MAGA hat. Sure, sixty-five million people <clears throat> voted for that guy. It's not a crime to wear a MAGA. I got hat. it. But the thing is, is and I don't want to go as far as Alyssa Milano this week, who said it was like a hood for the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. But if you're a parent, if you're these kids' parents. And you see them walking out the house with a red MAGA hat on. You have to be a parent and say, wait, this may not end well. You're going to go protest fine. Okay, you're right. But that's like telling your 16-year-old daughter, don't go out there in that miniskirt. You might get raped. Well, it's victim blaming. The thing is, is that you're not, it's two different things. And I I go back to years, I went went to a Raider game one day and had, decided I was going to wear different colors in the Raiders. Yeah, stupid. And my father told me, do not leave the house in what you're wearing. Yeah. You have some, the parents have to be taken uh, have some responsibility in this. Yeah, um, it's you, not. It's probably not. Sadly, it's probably not smart to wear a magnet. Sure, down it's, there. especially if you're a child. If but you're that, an adult, it's not. It's not a crime, or it's not. No, it's not. But the thing is, all this could have been avoided because if none of these kids have MAGA hats on, doesn't make the news. I'm more than likely, right? Right. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Is okay, it, but the fact mm-hmm. that they had the MAGA hat on sure. is the reason they are being vilified sure. as the perpetrator in this situation. They, they weren't the perpetrator. No. They're 16-year-old kids, and they, they kept their composure. Mm-hmm. Most, I remember being 16. We're hotheads at 16. Yeah. This kid just smiled. I mean, he, he was a, basically, you see him in the, the interview later on whatever show he was on, I forget. He's a dork. He's mm-hmm. a little Christian dork. Yeah. You know? In fact, when the black Israelites were yelling, you faggots mm-hmm. you know what the the catholic kids said oh you can't talk like that yeah. that was basically yeah. the reaction yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean well that was a cool reaction yeah, yeah. but like and then was... you you got hold on i'm sorry no, no go ahead this one gets it gets me fired up because we see it over and over then you got these celebrities like you got the a uh, uh, hot actress writer for snl she publishes i'll give a free blow job to anybody that punches this kid in the face <laughs> on twitter <laughs> And and I looked her up. I'm thinking about punching these kids in the face because she's fucking hot. I might I might do it if I can find him. All right. Then you got uh, Reza Aslan. He's you know he's like yeah. a activist for for Muslims. He says these kids are the depiction of racism in America today. They have hate. He, this kid has a punchable face, and he should never be forgiven. <laughs> I thought that, I thought these people were no. people of peace. He has a punchable face, and should be never. If that kid's face is the face of racism today, mm-hmm. yeah. then we don't have to worry too much about racism. No, and d- despite what you may think of their politics, the thing is, is what also was lost in this was that you know we're supposedly, and again, we're in a, we're a nation of false advertising. Everywhere you go, you're supposed to protect the kids. So when you shoot the the video of them and you feed it back, and then you run it over and over again, just like if he was an assault victim. You yeah, wouldn't right. you wouldn't publicize him right. because he's a minor. No, they're calling for him to be docs. Yeah, like and child. It would have been nice to see some sensitivity to the kid that he is a minor. He did have a smug look on his face. True, but should everyone be judged on what they did when they were what is he 15? 16. 16. Should everyone be judged if 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 someone had your your worst moment at 16 on camera? Should you be judged by that? I know I shouldn't. Have been. No, definitely yeah. you. You should definitely not be I judged. Getting, I was getting hookers at sixteen. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I got caught yeah, up in the thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you shouldn't. But we should also. You said his worst moment. 
when I watched it, I thought that kid handled it really De- well. Yeah, depending on, and that's the thing. No one was and there. This, this Indian and, guy came yeah. out and said that um, the, the white kids were yelling slurs mm-hmm. and um, provoking this and that. And when you watched the two-hour video, there was none no of that slurs. was true. No, no. Sl- Not a single slur. They, he said they were tra- chanting build that wall. First of all, if they were chanting build that wall, it doesn't make any sense because he's an Indian. Yeah. Second of all, well, well he could build, be that wall, build that wall is mm-hmm. not a... It's not a attack on anyone. It's could like be. the rallying cry of the of yeah. the Trump campaign. It could be, but they didn't offensive. chant it. Not one person chanted yeah. that. He yeah. just made it up. If they did, it's freedom of speech. Yeah. That's yeah. why America but they is didn't. so great. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and they didn't. It's just a, a flat out lie. Yeah, it's tough judging on videotape because just like you said, it's a two hour tape. But what happened thirty minutes before that, and what happened thirty minutes? You know, so it's tough to judge what happened. The thing that I'm taking from it is that if you're a parent and you have a MAGA kid, and you're a MAGA family, and all that other stuff, it's not right that you have to, you know, it's just like, you know, wearing red in the wrong neighborhood in Los Angeles, or wearing blue in the wrong neighborhood. Oh, I made that mistake. Yeah, well, there you go. What, you got your ass beat? <laughs> I got I got warned for wearing my blue scrubs in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. Where? Yeah, this was like five, six years ago. See? Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah you gotta, you gotta be a responsible parent and tell your kids that's not, that this could, this could end up badly. So let's leave the MAGA hat at home. Now, is it Right, that you shouldn't. But you, that, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the, you're admonishing the wrong people. The news needs to be slapped for propagating I a false story. Um, the uh, everybody on Facebook and these celebrities who are saying dox these children, yeah, punch the kid and I'll give you a blowjob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, if it's a little black kid and let's say uh, some right winger says. I'll give you a blowjob if you punch this black kid in the face. His career's over. Yeah. yeah. So this these people's career, Kathy Griffin, her career should be over. This is her second big mistake. She said, Al Sharpton would have been having a march. Oh, yeah. yeah. She said we need to dox these children. Yeah. Ruin Kathy Griffin. I, that's the second time. You don't... Yeah. Some... I mean, again, things are not fair, but I, I'm trying to look from the 35,000-foot view. The parents should say... Hey, where are you going with that MAGA hat? Oh, I'm, you're going to go protest right to life? Mm, maybe not the best thing to wear. You're right. You're right. I'm just saying. You're right. That's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. This is it is. Um, what else we got? I don't know. You don't know? Dog, you got anything? Hey, no. I want Jay Maddie to go back on b- black privilege. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, you only gave me one scenario. And then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so tight. So, well, you know what you want You want to know where else? Yeah. Please. Well, all right. First of all, I don't, I don't, I, I'm giving you an example because I don't like saying just because someone's white, they're privileged, right? Like, just because you're black doesn't mean you lack privilege. Like, look at, look at B and the way B grew up. He grew up with a lot of privilege, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's, he's black. He grew up with more privilege than either of us. Right. Because I grew right. up terrible. <laughs> Is that black privilege? No, well, it's just no. like being born in a good family privilege. Right. Well, keep in mind that to get to that privilege, a lot of people had to eat a lot of shit to yeah. get to that privilege. Okay, sure. so let's just put that out there. Sure, too. sure, okay. sure. I'm not denying right. that there are privileges of being white. I'm not no. denying that. I would yeah, never deny B's, that. B, but B's grandmother couldn't walk on the same side of the street as his Correct. grandfather. Yeah. So it was a lot of shit. My, my grandmother appeared to be white, but she was black. Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what I'm saying is, of course, there's privilege to being white. There are, there are some advantages. 
There's mm. some advantages to being black. There's more, probably more advantages to being white. You know, you get pulled over by a cop, you get the benefit of the doubt. I want right? to hear black privilege, though, Jay, man. You're beating around the bush. I, <laughs> get straight to it, baby. But here's what I'm saying. I don't like... I call- can name all kind of white privilege. Okay, name some. Uh, owners in the uh, NBA, owners in NFL. That's not privilege. It is privilege. That's not a privilege. Guys Bl- are- black guys can own a team. But they don't. They Mike, don't. Michael Jordan <laughs> does. Michael Jordan won. Yeah, and he Magic had, Johnson. Yeah, no, they, they Magic both Johnson had. Johnson doesn't own a team. What 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 you're talking about is historical wealth that's been handed down. Sure. So white white people are wealthier because of our racist past. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe I believe in the concept of uh, what do you call it when you when you just here's pass some money, for, black people. Pass it forward. Play no, it forward. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, reparations. Reparations. I go. believe in reparations. Like okay. Black people are at a disadvantage. Here's some money, black people. <laughs> <laughs> black people are at a disadvantage because of our, America's racist history. Yeah. So I believe we should give some money to all black families. Some mm-hmm. reparations. I need some. To even, you're doing all right. No. To even <laughs> the playing field. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we can get past the whole discussion. But when, when we start talking about white privilege and... Um, black privilege? Well, no, but I'm just, I'm just saying... There are some privileges. I'm not saying yeah. that's a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a comparison, right? Sure. Right, right. So it's it's what we're doing is we're doing identity politics. We're talking about people in groups instead of about just talking about people. When you talk about white privilege, you're forcing people to identify and you're putting a lot of white people who really don't feel privileged on the defensive and they don't have a kumbaya moment. They're not, it doesn't bring people together. It right. pushes them away and makes them angry. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, I don't like these kind of terms. Yes, there's advantages to being white, but talking about it and pointing it out helps nobody. Yeah, but what are the, the prob- advantages of being black to get Section 8? I That's, mean, what is it? Maybe that, right? Maybe. Some whole, some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like That's bottom bullshit. of the barrel shit. Yeah, yeah, bottom of the barrel shit. Sure, yeah. sure. But here's, here's the thing. The, prob- the problem isn't that whites have privilege, right? Mm-hmm. The, the problem is that there's still some racism, right? That's mm-hmm. the problem. So let's point out the, the instances out there in the world where racism still exists and fix that instead of pointing at all white people and say, the world's fucked up because of you guys, because you're white. Mm-hmm. Especially when most white people are good people. Yeah, I most would, white people are good people. I would, I would side. Yeah, with that. I like white people. Yeah, so not I, all white people. That's all I'm I getting. Like at. White people. Yeah, they I smoke. like you, Jay Maddie. Exactly. I like you too. Nothing but love in this room. Of course. We'll be back with more on the Dad Presents after these words. Yo, B. What's happening? You, you notice how chill and sexy I'm looking right now? Uh, no comment on that. Well, you, you notice. Don't pretend you didn't notice. Mm, quite the opposite. <laughs> but what are you getting at? You want to know why I'm looking so chill and please, so sexy right now? Please stop talking and just tell me what, what you're. <laughs> it's me undies. I'm feeling good. I'm wearing me undies. I feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. Are we really talking about your underwear right now? I'm talking about my underwear. I don't want to talk about your underwear. Me undies are the best underwear you can get out there. And our listeners, we got a code for you. If you want some me undies, if you want to feel fresh, if you want to look good, go to meundies.com. Use the code word M U friend. Buy 20 for 20% off. That's a bargain at any price. So you, you said these are the best underwear you can get? Look at me right now. I don't want to. Look at me. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Go to MeUndies. <laughs> do what he said with the code. Get them. They're great underwear. That's all I'm going to say about it. My nuts are so tight. I, yeah, I, you took it too far. I don't fuck with you. You little stupid ass bitch. I ain't fucking with you. Let's see. Where are we going next? Swearing. Something we all do uh, on the show. That's awesome. Swearing, according to a study, may actually 
make people happier, healthier, and more honest. So if you swear, you say curse words, fuck, goddamn, son of a bitch, all that stuff, you may actually be smarter, actually, too. That's one thing I saw as well. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys agree with that? Maybe. I, and, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. What they're saying is that it makes you more honest because that means that people who swear often lie less and have higher levels of integrity, I guess because the bluntness of your foul language. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm right. You're, you're to the point and you're, you know, you're fuck honest. Fuck that. I'm not lying. Yeah. It improves your pain tolerance, supposedly. Nah. I don't nah, know about it, that. It, it releases endorphins when you swear. Which oh, really? Help, I didn't yeah, know that. which helps with pain. Ah. Swearing is also a sign of intelligence, it says, and it may make you perform better during exercise. Well, you know, I don't... Oh, yeah, because you get that shit up off you. Like, if you bench it... You're not stressed. You're like, yeah. get that shit off you. Well, it's yeah. like grunting. You know it's like yeah, grunt. people grunt. Yeah. It's a release. Fuck that, yeah. I don't believe in the fucking goddamn concept of motherfucking <laughs> lo- uh, swearing. It's not a real thing. God damn it, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to tell me this fucking word is bad, but this word is copacetic? It's stupid. It's a yeah. stupid concept. But I heard an interesting study today mm-hmm. um, that people, Holocaust survivors outlive their jewish counterparts by seven years really yeah so something about living through something stressful mm-hmm. which the holocaust obviously was if you were in a concentration camp and you survived it sure your life expectancy is seven years longer than the average jew it's kind of like it's kind of like inoc- inoculating you against yeah. uh, things that you, take you down you know what i have a quick mm. question Go ahead. What, what was worse in the this is like a very touchy subject. Uh oh, he's gonna um, get touchy. The Holocaust or slavery? They both like really. I don't think one's worse worse than the other. I both think it's horrible. The same really... in that it was horrible because it had to do with something you couldn't control, your race. But did slavery slavery last longer? But yeah, it did, and but the and Holocaust the thing, was so fucking terrible. No, it was, both were awful. The only thing I could say is that there's a difference and it's just like when you get into the whole gay thing is that you can be Jewish and people not know you're Jewish. You can't be black and people not know yeah, you. They black don't know you a nigga a lot of time. Yeah. So that would probably be the only difference. Oh, I mean cuz shit, I've been black all my life. It's the only thing that wakes me up in the morning. I look in the mirror every day, and it's like, hey, I'm here again. Do you hate it? Dude, I love it. I wouldn't that, be anything that else. That doesn't answer a question of which is worse. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't be anything else, despite everything else, because there's so many good things to it. I like being an underdog. So black privilege. Well, yeah, there's a black privilege <laughs> to that underdog status that you get. But no, that's the thing. I think that it's only worse with slavery because there was nowhere to hide. You couldn't be like, oh, I'm not really black. And they would look at you and you're like, okay, yeah, you have big nostrils and you have an afro. Yeah, you're black. You're, black. you're coming with us. Yeah. But that would be the only thing. You can't really diminish either one of them. But if there's a difference, that would be the difference that I would say. Here, here's, here's how long did the Holocaust last? It wasn't 400 years. No, it was. <laughs> it was not that. Five years. Yeah, oh, I don't, it I don't was know. Not by a long shot. But it. that shit was yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because there were other genocides like it. That oh, sure. Were just big. You got the Armenian. Maybe worse. The Armenian and, Armenian yeah. genocide was like ten times the size of it. You got the one in Africa. Sure. Um, who was it? The Hooties and the Tutsis or whoever they were, right? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, Rwanda genocide. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah sorry. sorry. Um, but anyway, speaking of Jews, something that's interesting there, and anytime you say Jews on, on the air, you know, you're taking your life in your hands, but I'm yeah. going to say Jews one more time. Talk <laughs> about um, 
recently the left has kind of done a 180 on Jews where they've kind of put them in the camp with white people. Yeah. Um, where, you know, they're people of privilege, mm-hmm. which is interesting because Jews are the most repressed people in world history. I mean, the Jews have been hated for all of human history. The Jews mm-hmm. have been hated and repressed and enslaved. You know, they're enslaved by Egypt back in the days of Moses. And so it's, 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 I don't understand how that came about. Yeah. How, how suddenly the, the, the Jews are no longer a protected group and yeah. they're, they're considered to be white. Maybe well, it's because they're wealthy. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it gets back to what I'm saying. You can be Jewish and be like, I ain't Jewish, I'm white. And who's going to, you know, <laughs> who's going to rat you out? That's what it comes to, is that they, it's easy to group, especially if you're trying to group uh, two groups into the same category, if they can be said to look alike. Yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, that's I, I get that. But why do you think that Jews now are seen as being part of the uh oppress the oppressors rather than the oppressed they're seen as the the privileged class well they run hollywood well that yeah you get the stereotypes behind everything a jew people think a jew is and that's so it's because they have money yeah yeah and that's so that's, that that wipes out their historical repression it shouldn't it I, shouldn't but that's the time we're living in is like think it might have to yeah. do more of of the conflict in israel with what's going on there in the middle east and and uh, how the the left is latch on to the cause of Muslims, sure. and Muslims are kind of at war with the Jews. That's part of it. But the thing is, is that the time frame we're in now, where you know, several years ago there was the nine the attack against the one um, percent, and I'm a ninety nine percenter, and whatever. So that's still, I think, some residue from that. Yeah, um, probably a combination of both. Yeah, you know? I would. I would. We should have that. an expert on that because that's a fascinating. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe your wife. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just yeah, she just got yeah. here. She's upstairs somewhere. But yeah. or we should have her come in and, with kosher deals. We'll have kosher deals on for their time. Oh, that yeah. would be good. Yeah, and then get into it. That would be but good. The, My wife Jew- has a mean right cross. Are Jewish people fond of black people? I think there are because I mean, when you go in the '60s, I mean, and you can't generalize and be like all oh, Jewish people, whatever. But there were a lot of coalitions, and I'm going to speak locally. The coalition that got Tom Bradley, who was the city's first and only black mayor elected, was blacks and West Side Jewish people. That was the coalition. So there have been instances politically where the two sides have gotten together and said, let's do this. And it's worked. So, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, but like I said, you can't generalize it. It's it's not it's a it's case by case basis. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to start all that shit. No, you're good. No, it's good. I just all good had stuff. a question. That's good stuff, man. It was all good and stuff. And you, you called me out, so I, I like that. I did call you out. Like you still out. didn't answer. I, I gave you a couple <laughs> things. You didn't give me no black I privilege. I gave you <laughs> a couple things. You gave me things. some Section 8. <laughs> I, no, you, you came up with Section 8. I gave I you, uh, you agree affirmative with. action. <laughs> affirmative action. Well, what can't, well, that's the thing. What, what what was the need for affirmative action? Right. That's So when you have something that should have been given to you all along. You get my larger point, that the pointing out constantly pointing out white people and saying you're privileged doesn't do anything to it fix doesn't the it's not productive no. it doesn't fix no, the problem no. just look at what's gone on in the last three years four years since we've started all this shit have we gotten closer together in the last four or five no. years no. no we haven't we're going about it wrong mm-hmm. we need to stop with the identity stop politics blaming. stop blaming we need to be like we are in this room like yeah. you know mm-hmm. you got you you guys don't see me as a white guy. You see me as a handsome, smart friend of yours, right? I see mm. you as a white guy. But not, not <laughs> a handsome. A good white guy. Yeah. Oh, my Oscar. friend. I'm, one my of good, I'm one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. my brother. Yeah, you good white people. Yeah. <laughs> I do see you as a white guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you see that I'm white, right? And, and 
like my mannerisms are probably different than yours because sure. I grew up different. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the things I do for fun are different because I grew up different. It's not because yeah. it's not because of my skin color. The lack no. of bathing. And we, have, and we have shit we the lack of what? Bathing. That's what I want to talk to you about. Like kinda, bathing. Yeah, you mix in like once every couple days. You got to go every day. You got to go hardcore into that. Get That's just not in. true, man. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you threw me off with that. I, don't, uh, I mean, like, but we're different. Yes. But, but there's certain things we all enjoy doing together. Correct. It's no different than, you know. Masturbating. It's like I have a lot of Asian friends because my mm-hmm. wife's Asian and I've adopted her friends. Mm-hmm. They're different than me, but it's not because their skin color is different. They grew up different. Sure. Yeah. Right? But in another 50 years, when we're all growing up in all this mishmash area, mm-hmm. we're all going to have a lot more in common than different. But when, oh, you, yeah. when you come up with things like cultural appropriation. Stupid word. Stupid you're, term. You're telling me that I shouldn't eat a taco on Tuesday <laughs> because I'm I'm... I'm doing something oppressive to the Mexican people. Well, how am I supposed to, how are our cultures supposed to blend and us get closer together as people if we can't share in one another's cultures? Yeah. Right? I'm coming to your Super Bowl party. We're going to have some gumbo. Hell yeah. Gumbo's not a white person thing. No. But I enjoy the fuck out of some gumbo. And let me just say this. I love gumbo. If white people ever make your gumbo, don't eat it. I'm telling you (laughs) right now. That's not racist. It's just facts. That's all I can't say I've had white people gumbo. And there's there's a good reason for that. White people cannot make gumbo, but, but there's other it's stuff. It's like you guys my can favorite do. food. I, I love gumbo. <laughs> it is. It's my favorite. I love no, gumbo. It's is my stuff. favorite too. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be good. I can't wait. It's gonna give us nice gas after, but it's gonna be worth it. Right on. Who you guys got in the Super Bowl? Patriots. I gotta the go. Goat pa- baby. Yeah, gotta go. Tom Brady. He does, he's not gonna lose two Super Bowls in a row. Can't do it. You know. You know. He did it before though. But, but my heart. But my heart wants the Rams to win mm-hmm. just for the city of Me Los too. Angeles. Sure. But my pockets and my money. We'll bet on the GOAT. Yeah. yeah. I can't do that. I, I, I feel like the Patriots are going to win, but I got to root for the Rams. I'm a, you know, some civic pride. Civic pride. I, I think my heart is there for the Rams, too, but I just, I, I've seen what the Patriots have done the last two weeks, three weeks, whatever it has been. Isn't McVay the youngest uh, he is. coach? That's, that's white, white privilege. privilege. That's white privilege. 33 white years privilege? old? Oh, come on, Sean Mike McVay. Tomlin. Hello. He's had his job for 15 years. He can't do shit. That's, there's won black two Super Bowl. But the 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 ability to get into these organizations at a young Mike age. Mike Tomlin was the youngest coach in the NFL. I it just blew your whole thing out of the no, water. No, 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 no. But there's multiple. Co- there's now there. Now people. it's Sean McVay. Fifteen no, years ago, it was what, Mike Tomlin. Then I get they're it. hiring old white men. Yeah, but right yeah, there's there's they're still doing that. But also yeah. now they're hiring duplicates of Sean McVay. When Tomlin was the coach, because he went he's to a Super successful. Bowl. Tomlin went to a Super Bowl and they started hiring Look, other young people. Eric Bieniemy can't get a job. So. He can't even get an interview. Yeah, Eric who? Eric Bieniemy. That's the running what I'm back. Saying. The running back. That's what I'm saying. You don't even know. You like, running back? Right? Yeah, but, running back. but okay. he's the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay, he's got a job. What are you no, talking but about? he got a he head coaching job. Head coaching there's interviews. Like, there's only 32 head coaches. He's guys. not even getting interviews. That's what I'm saying. He should get interviews. Timeout. First of all, the Rooney Rule. Timeout. Right. Exactly. You have to you have to interview a black guy. That's black privilege. But he's not getting interviewed. Okay. Yeah, because shit is so fucked up. All right, but <laughs> that's what that's not all right, black privilege. Hold on. Go ahead. The population of black people in America, either you guys know what it is. I don't know. Is it? No. It's twelve percent. Twelve percent. Eleven percent. What is the population? What is the population of black coaches in the NFL? One percent. Thirty-three percent. 
Not anymore. So it's they way just fired above. A bunch of them. Well, okay, no. since the firings, I don't know, but yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, so no. it's way above the population. Why don't you take the percentage over the the existence of the NFL, and that will bring that percentage down? Yeah, but uh, we're, we're not talking about that. We're talking about now. Things are getting okay, better. Okay, now they just fired like five black coaches this past okay, year. Okay, did they fire them because they were black? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that this is the thing. Usually, if you're black and you coach in the NFL, if you get fired, it gets very tough for you to get a second job. Meanwhile, if you're white and you get fired, you can have like three or four of them. And that's... Is this a hunch or do you have statistics? Look at Andy Reid. I think it's true. Look at Andy Reid. He's never won a bowl. If you show me some statistics... I mean, there's guys like like going back to like Jim Mora. Jim Mora got fired a bunch of times and he was with, what is he? He worked with two Saints, Colts. Um, did he work somewhere else? He has uh, may have had another job, whatever. It just seems the black folks, once they get hired, if yep. they lose a job, it gets very tough. Do you hear, do you hear what you're saying? Yes. I, it I'm, just seems. Look how they didn't Show me get, some statistics. Look, they didn't even get top. Because I gave you chance. one that shows yeah. you that black coaches make up way more of the percentage of coaches than they do of the general population. But so they, show me a statistic that, that bears also, out what you say. there's about 80 to 90% of the players are black. But playing and coaching are two different things. That do, they, doesn't, that's, do, they, do they have to be? Because Yeah, they have to be. Well, no. Because the you thing saw what is, happened when the Lakers hired Magic Johnson to coach. That's, well, that was a bad thing. Yeah, that don't even count. Yeah. Well, playing and coaching is different. That so, yes, count. a different thing. But the thing is, is that they, there are a bunch of white coaches in the NFL that have played that are white, right? And yeah. so the thing is, is that you could also make it. A, so are they only getting the white coaches that have played from, you know, the white folks that have played to be coaches or usually, is it spread out? Usually coaches have playing experience. Yes. But being a, a good player does not no, necessarily mean you I, be a yeah, good Yeah, I agree coach. with that. But yeah. how does Casey get fired and he gets coach of the year? Who's Casey? Oh, Dwayne Casey with yeah, Toronto. Yeah, but he still got the a job NBA. in Detroit. We're going to NBA. He still got a job in Detroit, but he still got fired. Yeah. You know, by, he was coach of the year. Sure, that happened. But that's the thing: you be black, be coach of the year, and get fired. How's that happen? I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. Racism. Yeah, no, that ha- that happened in the NFL with somebody too. I can't think of the name right yeah. now, but that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it's not a perfect world. You're right. No, let's let's focus on the ways that we fix it rather than pointing at the people who are to blame for it. And I know you love that you're white, right? I, don't, I know you enjoy. I'm, that. I'm a I'm Italian. That's white. Same well, thing. you know what? A hundred years ago, we were we, yeah, white people were, were not viewed as being white. Mm-hmm. The Italian and the Irish were treated. Irish were were slaves. What do they know? call us? Moolies? Yeah, Who? the Italian people. Black, uh, Italians, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they know. Yeah. That's rude. Yeah, it's awful. It's okay. I don't even know what it means, but it just sounds yeah, bad. Yeah, moolies. Yeah, it's awful. You, you ever see um the Tarantino movie uh, True Love? Oh no, I didn't see oh it. man. With true romance, true, true romance, yeah, true yeah. Romance. I didn't see it. yeah, where he compares well, Quentin the... Tarantino always comes up with he calls everybody niggers, yeah, he and he... then like, um, he had a movie with uh, it was Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother, uh, and they were talking about Ladera Heights, and they said, Yeah, you Chris know, Penn, yeah, yeah, Chris Penn, uh, Ladera Heights, the uh, you know, that's these, where we are right now, yeah, mm, black close. women, and they're over there thinking they're uh, you know, uh, the black Beverly Hills or some of these monkeys, and mm. you know, Quentin Tarantino is really. I wouldn't call him racist because I don't know him as a person, but good he's skeptical. Skeptical. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know. Yeah, I don't you don't know. know. Yeah. But um, 
Well, I think he just he feels got some shit. I think yeah. he just feels very comfortable with black people. He's one of those who feels so comfortable that he lets that word fly. Man, yeah. he lets that shit fly like that. A, nigga yeah, says does. nigga a lot. No, sure I, yeah, who that nigga on hey, that nag? Hey, you make Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. You you have my permission. As it, much as I can get permission. <laughs> you can't give people permission. He's, he's the greatest director of all time in my estimation. Uh, he's the best. He's put out some some good movies. I'll say that. But uh, oh, I say true, Clint Eastwood. True, he's pretty good too. He's Do you know good. that? Did you hear that in this latest movie? I don't know if you guys have seen the Mule. Clint Eastwood in the Mule at ninety years old. He's playing a ninety year old character, probably because he's ninety he's years close, old. He's close to him. yeah. He has two threesomes in this movie. He's supposed to. I want to see it. He's the man. How? I love Clint. <laughs> How do you it not? Okay, first of all, and they they went over this on Saturday Night Live. Well, you know they fake it. He's not getting well. No, boners. He I might, get that. He might. You know, he Clint, might. Clint probably still can get wood. Yeah. yeah, he probably can. Yeah. But no, I get that. But okay, so the premise of the movie is this ninety year old man is working for the but, cartel. Yeah, is is searched out and found to be a drug mule for the cartel, and in the movie apparently he has two threesomes. That's cool. Dude. That could really happen. What a job, it's Hollywood. So, that's it. I think we'll... Hey, you know it. what? I oh, ran in before you get out of <laughs> Guess who I saw today at the Servants Bone? Who? Wesley Snipes. Are you fucking kidding me? I ran right into Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's before April 15th, so yeah. he, he goes into hiding around I tax time. Right in the, I couldn't <laughs> believe that shit. Uh, uh, Wesley in his purple ass. But, no. Sorry. He is purple. He's purple. He's not He's not black. That's he's purple. Nice. See you guys. It, we don't need that on this show. But we we love everybody. That's how we show love. We love purple people. Yeah. Barney and yeah. you know, superheroes, <laughs> some superheroes, Wesley Snipes. Grimace. Grimace. Yeah. You know, whatever purple person you want to be. It's all good. He's not purple. He he's, is purple. He's purple. He's really dark. Fuck it's not purple. purple. That's purple. He's, he's purple. <laughs> if you that dark, you purple. purple. Uh, yeah, that's real. All right, guys. Well, Thank you guys for listening. We kind of veered all over the place in this that's episode. Good. That's, we, that's a good episode. I think we it's a good podcast. Good stuff. That's how you got to do it. We appreciate it always. Um, you know, let's see. What do we have coming up? We'll be back tell, next week, tell obviously. Tell people to, to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. You never say that. You got to promote us. He just did. You're, you're, you're the star of the show, remember? I am. But I have stuff in my contract that I leave to my underlings. We need, so to, get, we need, we need, we need to get some porn stars, right? Coming up. Dude, she we didn't did, call we me We did back. that. We're... <laughs> this is a family podcast. Oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. sorry. Parenting. Parenting. All right. So, Maddie, tell them where they can find us on. Um, you can find us stuff. on Facebook.com at The Dad Presents. Same spot on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on iTunes. Please go, if you like the show, write a review or at least give us a five star rating. That, that really helps us out. Uh, also on Spotify now and pretty much every app. So, follow us. Yeah. And, you know, it does take time to write a review. Just. Send us a thumbs up or something like that. Let us know you no, write a review. It. That helps. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And to all my fans, I love the constructive criticism. Oh, God. I love you guys. Oh. I think that's uh, well said. But anyway, next week we'll be back as not, usual. Not next week. Thursday. We got G-Love. Oh, sorry. Psyched. We're going two for the week again. G-Love's coming. Very excited about that, everybody. Please listen. Uh, we appreciate you listening so far. Take care of your kids. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Have a good day. Peace. Peace.